What is good, all of our listeners and viewers? Welcome back to another episode of Games and Groceries. My name is Adam. And I'm Liz. And welcome to the Master Chief episode. Woo! We're episode 117, just like Master Chief, where we're going to be talking about will this be the last console generation ever with our special guest, GPD. But first, we've got some segments for you. Yes, we do. <laughs> Liz, how you doing? I am okay. That's good. That's better than bad. Well, this is true. Yeah. That, it was just crazy towards the end of my day at work. Yeah, That's true. It. it just, my my keyboard decided to just stop working. Oh, fun. It was great. That's, that's great. Yeah. I'm dying. In Are a little, you? A little inside, yes. I'm sorry. That's true. But, you know, so comes restaurant work. But that is what it is. But we get brownies after this. We do get brownies. That 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 that's it. Legal brownies. Oh goodness gracious. Legal brownies. Anyway. Illegally. No. Uh, by illegally, the way. Legally, one hundred percent legally. Legal. Uh. So by the way, if you're watching this, if you're listening to this, um, and you want to go right over to Cheapy D, that's great. I, I don't I don't blame you, but you know, we've got some segments for you. But just to let you know, we do have some timestamps available for you in the description down below. Whether you are watching on YouTube or listening to us on the audio version, we've got timestamps for you because this is the American podcast. So do with it what you want. Okay. Golly. Oh, my goodness. That took a lot of energy. So let's get this ball rolling, shall we? Yeah. Cool. Uh, let's just go over some social media garbage. Uh, we're on social media. We can follow us on Twitter at Gaming Groceries, or you can follow us individually. I'm at Ace the Grocer. And I'm at Journey First. You can also follow us on Instagram, Games and Groceries, all one word, where you can look at behind the scenes photos, some questions I'll ask for you about the podcast, as well as some, you know, little stories I'll share with that. Uh, we're also on Facebook. Ah, uh, great. Uh, website, where you got a website, gamesandgroceries.com, where you can look at, where you can listen to all the podcasts from the website is where you can find out where you can listen to the audio versions of the website as well, dang it podcast every, every time week. every week. every time articles i've written in the past go okay <laughs> and if you're watching this on youtube definitely consider hitting that subscribe button and the notification bell so you know when all these podcast episodes come out uh you know you might be saying to yourself how can i know when every single podcast comes out guess what there's a little red button rectangle down there look press it see what happens next week um and uh, <gasps> boom and if you're listening to us on the audio version definitely subscribe to us on your uh, you know most favorite podcast platform you can subscribe to us there and if you're watching us on youtube definitely hit that like and, and the share button so that more people know about the channel that's all settled garbage out of the way i think it's time to get started with our show what do you think i agree Great! So let's get started with our first segment, Movie Minutes. Movie Minutes is a segment that we talk about the movies that we saw in the past week, whether it be on Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, no, golly, not in theaters just yet, mm. but we like to give a recommendation, or not a recommendation, and we've got a five-point rating scale here on the Games of Groceries. We've got uh, five points being uh, avoid at all costs, eh, eh, pass, enjoyable, solid, and perfect for us. 
So this week's movie, oh no, I forgot to change the slide. Oh, no. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh, movie Minutes, everybody. Uh, <laughs> this week's movie is actually not really a movie. Yeah. We actually watched a documentary, a Ooh. Netflix original documentary about social media. Oh. Wow, it's called The Social Dilemma. Uh, yeah, so this uh, Netflix original documentary about the problems in social media mm-hmm. and how they're written, it's actually... Uh, you know, told by the people who designed these social media sites. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about it. Opening thoughts, go. Um, I wasn't sure what to expect when yeah. we were watching it. Um, it was a little strange. It was because well, because it had like clips of a movie story mm-hmm. in it, and I was confused. Yes, a bit. Um, and it was very over exaggerated mm-hmm. to like the situations. Yeah, um, I'll talk about that in a little characters. bit. So it was a little different. It was a different type of documentary, mm-hmm. but it was really interesting to see like the people who helped create these apps or features on the apps, like yeah. their idea, like like just hear their perspective on on them. Like it's just it was very interesting. Yeah. Uh. So my my first note is that this. This is whole documentary. The the whole reason why we're watching is this the social dilemma. So it opens up with the question of what is the actual dilemma in social mm-hmm. media? And it's looking for what you said. It's looking for the conspiracy of mm-hmm. tech companies. And it starts off very negative, right? Yeah. It does give you some positives, like oh, social media is so positive. It connects, you know, lost yeah. loved ones and all. Well, the, but say, also, well, they're saying they're stating the intention they had. Yeah. behind creating that app or creating this feature like they say like when we made this we thought like oh this will be so nice for people to do this yeah but then they're like but then there's that other side of the coin mm-hmm. where people are using it for bad and I actually had a whole class about this in like the seventh or eighth grade yeah and and, and that's the thing so that's this you have to understand now going to my second note that all documentaries have biases like yeah. every single documentary, it's not really telling the truth. It's going off of the bias. Ha- of the- yeah, they have a specific point they want to make across. Right. And what this one is doing is there is a bias that all social media is just harmful. Like it's mm-hmm. going to kill and generations. Addictive. And addictive, which is true. It's mm-hmm. it's very true. Yeah. And what I do like about this, um, and I'll, that goes to my se- my final note, but I'll get to that in a minute. What I do like about this is that it does state that it is harmful, but in a very uh, convincing way, mm-hmm. right? And that's what documentaries are there for. Now, that's the thing, though. It's very doom and gloom in yeah. this kind of social media yeah. age. And I'm just watching this as somebody who's trying to grow on social media and trying yeah. to make a business yeah. through social media. I'm like, uh, 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 let's I not agree, but don't, I hope no one listens to this. <laughs> yeah. One of the points that someone said, uh, like, don't, don't give you, don't click on the video that YouTube recommends you click on something that you want to watch. And I'm like, no, click on the recommended do it <laughs> like yeah. I'm, I'm counting on people clicking on the recommended i'm hoping yeah. to get it recommended it's like you want to support like the government and all not dictate and not like listening yeah. to what you're saying and what you're doing but at the same time you're like but that's our whole career that's our whole so <laughs> that's what we want to do so this whole thing is going on the basis that social media should be just erased and just garbage nothing good will ever come out of this ever again i'm just like 
it, on if my perspective, were better people, then it's not horrible. So my final note is that is that nothing in this documentary, none of the information is groundbreaking. None of yeah, none of it's new. Nothing in stuff. New. If you pay attention, it's stuff you should already know. But it's said in a very clear and concise manner mm-hmm. from experts. Yeah, from these the are people pe- who created it, who worked for these companies. We get people from Google, Facebook, uh, Pinterest. Right. Yeah. Uh, we we get people from that worked in high ranking, mm-hmm. you know, executives. Yeah. Right. And, and so it's said in a very clear and concise manner. I'm not trying to say that it's it's just a all doom and gloom. Mm-hmm. It's just uh conspiracy theories that these people are saying what is the yeah. truth. But they're specifically focusing on the negative aspects. It's a heavy bias. That yeah. that's what I'll say. They so, say there there are good things, but they really focus on the negative sides. So let's go into our final rankings out of our five-point system. Uh, Liz, what did you give it? I gave it a solid. It yeah. was informational. It definitely proved it like um, like it uh, reached its goal with me because after we're done watching, I'm kind of like tempted to get a flip phone and just buy a, a tablet so I can just yeah. browse social media when I'm at home. Um, so it definitely got its goal with me. Yeah. <laughs> um, the only things that I didn't like was that i wish they would have said like the good and the bad like expanded like i i i'm one that i love more information they kind of sprinkled good yeah i would like to know all the information and also the weird like cut scenes are fine like i thought it was different and i enjoyed it Mm -hmm. but at the same time the characters were so overdone because if my kids acted like their youngest daughter yeah with crash with like crashing the box i'm like what? I'm like, I would I would ground her and I would take that phone away and I'd smash it under the hammer she smashed the box with. I would smash her head. Okay, well, that's... No. I gave it a solid. <laughs> um, I also gave it a solid because the documentary does what is directed, right? Yeah. Whether or not you agree with the points, it, it actually tells you what it wants to mm-hmm. you know, tell you, right? It, it actually makes that clear and concise it's point. It's up front. It is very upfront with what it's trying to do. So I do appreciate it for what it's trying to do. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's perfect. I, I really don't think so. I think it's a solid watch. I I, I really didn't take my eyes off the screen. Yeah. It, it really grabbed my well, attention. I, I didn't take my eyes off the screen because I felt really awkward watching a, a documentary about how bad social media is and how everyone's addicted to it and then checking my phone. Yeah. So I... It kept my attention for guilt reasons. <laughs> Jeez. Um, no, I did give it a solid just because it was very informative. It did give me a lot to think about. But like you, I wish it gave me all the information, mm-hmm. which is funny because one of the points of this, one of the points of this documentary that social media doesn't give you all the information. Yeah. And here it is not giving you all the information. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so that that's what it is. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's our thoughts on The Social Dilemma. It's a Netflix-style or Netflix original documentary. Uh, we both gave it a solid. Yeah. I recommend it. It's fine. So if you have Netflix, definitely check it out for yourself. And uh, with that said and done, it's time to talk about some video games now. Yeah. All right. You ready for this? I'm ready. Cool. Let's just talk about video games with our second segment. Top three gaming news. The top three gaming news is the gaming news that we saw in the past week, and we like to rank it three, two, one, just to give you a condensed version of what's going on in the gaming industry. Believe it or not, that took three tries. So, <laughs> we're here with the business twins, top three oh, gaming news. No. 
And uh, let's just jump into the number three gaming news. Number three. Is that uh, Sean Murray shuts the heck up. Oh, no. Go back. Oh, no. Oh, spoiler. What are you doing? Oh, I spoiled everybody watching on YouTube. Anyway. Sean Murray shuts the heck up. So here's the thing. Sean Murray is the, the creator behind uh, Beautiful Joe mm-hmm. and now um, uh, No Man's Sky. You know, he's part of Hello Games. And uh, with that, with let's talk about No Man's Sky, is that he talks way too much. Yeah. Uh, for for No Man's Sky, he, you know, he was uh, he was very open. He was a very open book. And sometimes mm-hmm. that's not a good thing. Yeah. Talking too much about a project and people start to build up expectations and people did build up expectations. Yeah. I still remember working at GameStop when this game was releasing. And a lot of my coworkers were saying, like, you know, No Man's Sky, I'll be playing this and my kids will be playing this and my grandkids will be playing this game. Wow. Yeah, no, everybody was hyped about No Man's Sky. And then No Man's Sky came out. Yeah. And then Sean Murray actually disappeared from the face of the planet. But then he's back. And I think Sean Murray is a lot wiser now. Yeah. It's a learning process. So he's starting to play. You know, play. <laughs> he's starting to make a new mm-hmm. game. And what he's now said is that he's actually going to remain silent about the development about, about this game. So... I want to read this uh, article right here, uh, or you know, not the whole article, but a little snippet from the article. Link down below if you would like to read it for yourself. Uh, it says, Murray makes clear that the new game is aiming to be even a larger project than No Man's Sky. And he says, oh, Joe Danger. I'm so stupid. Not beautiful, Joe. Or is it? I don't know. I'm, I'm, I had a really long day at work. So he quotes this to say, I would hope that there's a line between Joe Danger and No Man's Sky. And then hopefully we can continue up, up on that line. Personally, I came away with from No Man's Sky with a lot of hunger going forward for things that we have yet to do and things we have yet to prove. So this project will be a big focus for me and, and the guys. So what he's trying to say in this quote, he's just focusing on the game. Mm-hmm. He's not focusing on what the game is. He's just focusing on... Listen, we've got a lot to prove. I'm going to be in the trenches with my developers. Mm-hmm. We're not going to be talking a lot. I'm not going to be going on press junkets. I'm going to just remain silent. Yeah. So there is a new game coming out of Hello Games. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty excited for it. And I'm excited. I'm very excited for Sean Murray. Yeah. He's, he's staying silent. He's gotten a lot wiser. And uh, good for him, honestly. Yeah. yeah. No, I definitely think that like when you're developing games and... You have to like even when you're when you become a public face, mm-hmm. I think it's that learning process of learning. Like you can't say things because people who yeah. are looking forward to it, they're gonna remember that. Like mm-hmm. even you struggle with that. Oh yeah. All like the time. every time we're doing this podcast or what's the biz, you're always like, I'm not gonna say it. Yeah. I'm not gonna say it. And then you're like, I'm gonna tell you. And you struggle with that. Like you're excited and you want everyone to know, but at the same time you know that like you don't wanna make a promise you can't keep and mm-hmm. you don't wanna get people excited and then it fall through. Mm-hmm. You know, so like I think everyone who's a becomes a public face of anything struggles with this. Yeah. And then eventually they learn when something like No Man's Sky happens. Yeah. So you'll have your day. I will have my day. <laughs> uh, Sean Murray shutting up. I will learn from him someday. <laughs> so let's go on to the number two gaming news since you already saw it. It's Luna, Woo-hoo! everybody. 
Amazon released this. They unveiled this. They're like, uh, you know what, Stadia? Hold my beer. So they said, Luna, here we come. Here we come. Here we come, Luna. So Amazon announced this. This is a cloud gaming service. Uh, it's almost as if Game Pass married Stadia. Yeah. And they made a Luna. But, and that's the thing, is that this is going to be, you know, streaming. It's going to be, um, well, I'm going to get into the controller for in a little bit. But let me read this quote right here from the article. It's very... It's a very interesting move from Amazon. It's mm-hmm. a, I feel like it's a direct competitor against Game Pass. Mm. And here's why. The, before I read this quote, here's why. There, first, you're going to be launching. We don't know when the launch is, by the yeah. way. Uh, it's going to be launching with over 100 games. Well. It's going to be $5.99 for entry, right? Which is what the quote's going to say. Mm-hmm. And more more importantly, what the, what the quote's going to say, you're going to get Ubisoft games day one. That's Awesome. What does that sound like? Sounds like Game Pass. Sounds like Game Pass because in Game Pass you get over a hundred games. Mm-hmm. You're going to get Microsoft titles day one, and it's not five ninety nine, but it's a very cheap price. <laughs> so let me read this uh, quote right here. Players who subscribe to this channel, channel being Luna, uh, will have access to their favorite Ubisoft titles up to 4K resolution, mobile gameplay, and access to new titles when the channel launches, like Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Far Cry 6, and Immortals Phoenix Rising, the same day they release. This is the first of multiple Luna game channels in development, uh, where the customers can play games from their favorite publishers and genres. So the channels that Luna offers are like Ubisoft Channel Mm -hmm. and maybe someday Rockstar Channel and... Uh, and that's the thing. When they said all Ubisoft games day one, I'm like, this is a direct competitor mm-hmm. against Game Pass. Yeah, and, definitely. And what Game Pass doesn't have is that it's a game streaming. This is so uh, Game Pass, of course, is download to your console. This is much like Stadia. Yeah. I think this is a big, bold move from Amazon. Yeah. And not bold and more like dangerous, but this is like, here we are. Mm-hmm. But and um, what I'm what I'm also thinking is that. This is exactly what Phil Spencer said. Yeah, he he predicted it, or he already knew that it was in development because oh yeah, he's in the industry and they all kind of know what each other is doing. Because Phil Spencer said uh, a couple months ago, saying that PlayStation and Nintendo are no longer competitors; it's now Amazon and Google. And we were all like, Amazon, like just buying games on Amazon. And he's like, No, no, I know things. Yeah, he probably knew about Luna. Oh yeah, definitely. And he said that there there are direct competitors, and Luna comes out, and I'm like, that's a Game Pass competitor right yeah, there. If I've ever definitely. seen one. Uh, but yeah, and it's also going to be having a 49.99 Alexa controller that will have multiple antenna connection. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be a Bluetooth controller, so you can uh, switch screen to screen. Yeah. I think this is really cool. Yeah. So you don't need an Alexa to play this, though, do you? No. Okay. You can just play this on um, your Mac, your uh, PC, your iOS, not your Android just yet. But, TV? Uh, I, I'm assuming that if you have a uh, an Amazon Fire. Oh, okay. Um, I don't think it will be a Roku. So it's a, it'll be like something that's like connected. It's like directly connected to Amazon. Yeah. And there's definitely TVs out there that are Amazon Fire. TVs, yeah. and I'm sure it's going to be an Amazon Fire. Oh yeah, thing. I'm sure you'll be able to play it on your Kindle for for. I highly. Oh, maybe. No, Kindle's Amazon. I know. Yeah, so I'm I'm very much assuming yeah. that would be a Kindle thing too. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you have a Kindle color, not like a Kindle e-reader. That's what I, when you said Kindle, I imagine like the paper white no. ones. I'm like, what? Anyways, but yeah, no, super good move. Great mm-hmm. job. All, I'm all in. Yeah. Good job. Uh, let's just move on to our number one gaming news, which, come on, you knew this was coming. You oh, knew yeah. this. Uh, Xbox buys Bethesda. <laughs> Except not exactly. And it's actually going to be a little bit later than that. So let's reiterate, because a lot of people are saying Xbox bought Bethesda. No, Microsoft purchased, is in the works of purchasing, ZeniMax. So here's oh. the thing. Yes, no, this is a Microsoft purchase. Yeah. Uh, Microsoft is purchasing ZeniMax Media, who is, you know, the uh, the umbrella company to yeah. Bethesda Softworks, which Bethesda Softworks is another branded company with Bethesda Game Studios mm-hmm. and also its software, uh, Arcane Studios. Yeah. All that you see that Bethesda logo on is ZeniMax yeah. Media. Right. Gotcha. So Microsoft, the company, is purchased, is in the process of purchasing Zenimax, which the article linked down below, the Bloomberg article, says it won't be completed until the second half of 2021. Wow. But we're already seeing develop developments coming out of it. Um, so here's the real kicker. And this is the thing that people are really uh uh shocked about is that they but they're in the process of buying it for $7.5 billion. Wow. Billion. What? I don't know. Um, billion dollars <laughs> with a B, uh, which everybody should be in comparison to when Disney bought uh, Lucas Films yeah. for $4.05 billion. So basically $4 billion. Wow. So if... It'd be nice to have money. Yeah. Disney purchased... <laughs> Lucasfilms for four billion. Yeah. Microsoft purchases Zenimax for seven point five billion. Tells you a worth right there. It tells you the worth, but it also tells you how lucrative video game industries yeah, are. Definitely. Like if like, you really think about a it. A generation long mm-hmm. like series is worth is worth less yeah. than a video game studio. Exactly. And it's it's just to think that the vid- the video game industry. Yeah is that much more valuable. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we can argue that, right? But this is this is a really good deal mm-hmm. for the Xbox brand. Yeah. Because Xbox and Bethesda have been team members. They've been buddy-buddy for, like, years now. It's mm-hmm. it's kind of like PlayStation and Insomniac, except, you know, and Twitter. Um, <laughs> but I, if, I, if I remember correctly, I believe Morrowind was an Xbox exclusive. And mm-hmm. so uh, going all the way back to Morrowind, right? Yeah. So I think this is a really good partnership. Yeah. And what it even does better is that Game Pass is going to be that much more mm-hmm. just outstanding of a service. Yeah, definitely. You're going to have a lot. Because now we've already gotten news that Doom Eternal is coming to Game Pass. Yeah. And that's the first game to come to the to Game Pass because of this deal. Yeah. Now, that that's really good because if this deal really doesn't um pass until the second half of 2021 mm-hmm. it's like oh man when are the games gonna come games are already starting to come yeah the, Doom Eternal. and that makes sense because it, what it like what would be the point of holding them exactly back from xbox until then like it's like yeah all it, right you're 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 gonna own it soon anyway so yeah hands are shaking everybody's yeah. all happy and you it kind of shows that like it's not like 
Microsoft came in and it's like, we're going to own you. It's like, mm-hmm. it was like a something that they both agreed on, it seems like. You know, they're not bitter towards Microsoft. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, so the the other thing is that a lot of people think about is saying that, oh, does that mean Starfield, Elder Scrolls 6, Fallout 5, are all of these going to be Xbox exclusives? I don't believe so. And I know Wombat from the CAD cast, he thinks so because, you know, his argument is that you don't spend that much money to just put all that out. But I would like to argue that you do spend that much money to try to make it back with as many um, platforms as possible. And so does the CEO of Microsoft. Mm -hmm. So Satya Nadella, uh, who is the uh, CEO of Microsoft, he has this to say, saying, uh, what your your oh, phone wasn't on silent i ch- remember i tried listening to that song but oh we did this why do i have an email from xbox uh, they're saying like lizzie we're gonna purchase you now Probably. for, for 7.5 billion i'll be like i'm okay with that i i will sell you down the river for 7.5 billion anyway so N- nadella says this nadella said microsoft may consider releasing games on other platforms in the future He says, when we think about the strategy, whether it's in gaming or any other part of Microsoft, each layer has to stand on its own for what it brings. When Mm -hmm. we talk about our content, we want our content to be broadly available. Mm. So what that tells me is that uh, Starfield's not going to be an Xbox exclusive. What it is going to be, it's going to be a day one Game Pass game. Mm -hmm. What Elder Scrolls 6 is going to be is a day one Xbox game. What it's not going to be is a Xbox only exclusive. Yeah. yeah. They want to make that 7.5 yeah. billion back. Well, Xbox in general has never been one to hold games back. Like they're very for cross platform. Yeah, I mean that that's why the rumors went out that Master Chief is going to be on uh Super Smash Brothers. Yeah, like like Xbox likes that cross platform idea. They've been trying to like enact that and yeah. have everything cross-platform it's usually playstation that doesn't want to cooperate and doesn't want it to happen it's always so it doesn't surprise me that that microsoft would what do, doesn't feel the need to hold back one because like you said it'll make them more money yeah which is why i don't understand why people hold so tightly to exclusives mm-hmm. but also it, it just it doesn't surprise me because it makes them more money and they're all they've always been for give it to everyone exactly I'm excited for this only because three reasons. One, I've been an Xbox fanboy since the first console. I've always been an Xbox boy. I'm stinky poo-poo pants. Write in the comments down below. (laughs) Uh, I'm a Bethesda lover. All things Bethesda, Bethesda software. So now it's all coming together. And I am a very much supporter for Game Pass. Like I will be having Game Pass forever and ever. Amen. Uh, (laughs) And so because of all these three things, this is just a perfect storm for me. It like, is. Because uh, I love Bethesda. I love Xbox. I love Xbox Game Pass. And now I get all of my Bethesda games all in one package. Yeah. Without spending a dime. I can play Starfield without trying to spend $70 mm-hmm. and being disappointed. Yeah. I can play the next Elder Scrolls without mm-hmm. being disappointed in like the much I purchased. Right. Yeah. And if I do decide to purchase it, I will. Yeah. But Starfield is a new IP. I get to try it out with my subscription. Yeah. And that's that. Mm -hmm. Great. But yeah, so I'm very excited about this deal. 
I think this is going to be a great thing for yeah. gaming in general because what this is going to do, this is going to be funding even more Bethesda projects yeah. for for the long run. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm excited for it. So there's so much more to talk about, but you're 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 here for Chibi D. I yeah. hear I hear you in my ears. Owie, stop! You're hurting my ears. Oh, bring him on, jeez. All right, so let's bring him on. Uh, everybody's here for him, mm-hmm. uh, not for my ugly mug. So oh, I think you have a pretty mug. Thank you. Uh, so yeah, TPD is here. We're going to be talking about, is this the last console generation? Uh, he's from the CAD cast. You all mm-hmm. know him. He's a legend in the industry. So let's just bring him on. Cheapy D. Coffee time. All right, everybody. We are back. Special guest, the one who never gives Wombat a break. Cheapy D. <laughs> true that is true <laughs> <laughs> at least you admit it uh cheapy it's good to have you on we had wombat on uh the other day i can't Two remember weeks ago uh because I'm... of this old quarantine I he ca- was on before the tell me why series yeah it's it, 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 weeks go by who knows <laughs> but uh you're you're on cheapy d how you doing i'm doing great i'm doing great uh, you passed the wombat test so that's why I came on. Uh, so, uh, he survived his appearance. Nothing bad happened. <laughs> figured, figured it's safe. You know, he, you feed him your first food. You know, like, oh, take a bite of this wombat and exactly. uh, see if he dies. <laughs> you know, you flip this. My podcast tester. <laughs> He's your yeah. podcast tester. There you go. Well, I'm glad you're on, man. I uh, definitely want to get you on uh, this particular topic, especially since now... Uh, the next gen consoles, the prices have been revealed. The reveal, um, the release dates. Everybody's done mm-hmm. the pre-orders. Everybody's maybe pre-ordered their consoles. Who knows? <laughs> Your boy didn't. But uh, I want to bring you on because you've been here for 15 years, uh, following the industry, probably following even more on your personal endeavors. Uh, but I wanted to bring you on to talk about: Will this be the last console generation? Mm-hmm. So, Chippy, I want to ask you a, an important question, right? Uh, as someone who's been actively following this industry, as I said, for 15 years, right? Uh, how many times has this question come up in, in your work of the arts? I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's been taken seriously. Mm. In t- you know, maybe the last 10 years, people started to take it seriously. Mm. Okay. But... Now, I mean, it's very funny that we're recording this show today. Yeah. Because there was some major news that broke today that's all about this topic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, which is, I'm talking about Amazon announcing their cloud-based streaming platform mm-hmm. called Luna. Um, so if you ask Amazon, yeah, their answer is, yeah, this is the, this is the last <laughs> this generation. Is and we have this service you can subscribe to for on a monthly yeah. basis. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they've been talking about uh, is this going to be the last console generation for probably I'd say like the last ten years or so. Mm-hmm. But the reality has always been that in order to have you know a good quality experience on cloud-based streaming, you need really high-speed uh, internet. Yeah. yeah. And depending on where you live in this, this is a big, big country, and a lot of people still don't have access to. Forget about yeah you know, high, you know, high definition gaming at high frame rate, you know, mm-hmm. we have about that. Like they're lucky they can, you know, get on YouTube and, and watch videos at good quality. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's a lot, it's a lot, it was a big ask, 
but obviously as time goes on and technology improves mm-hmm. it's just it's just a matter of time really yeah. before you know the high speed internet comes to everybody or at least enough people to make it a viable business mm-hmm. um so it's really funny that we're yeah. doing this today yeah. i was like guys i messaged you early i was like did you, did you see the news? i had a feeling you didn't because you didn't text me anything about yeah. it I, was, I knew you were working <laughs> yeah um i was like wow this is just so funny that we're talking about yeah. this today i know you texted me and i was just literally coming out of fog uh, I, I currently work in a restaurant and so when you texted me we were just coming out the lunch rush and i'm like I don't know, man. I don't even know what time it is. <laughs> right, I'm spinning. I'm dizzy. I'm dizzy. But I looked into it. And yeah, they, that's the thing with the Amazon uh, Luna, which we talked about earlier in the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it seems to be what exactly what Phil Spencer was saying before, how he's saying yeah. that I believe this was three months ago. It, it was only a few months ago where Phil Spencer said, listen, Sony and Nintendo are not our competitors. It's uh, Amazon and yeah. Google. And with Luna coming out, especially Phil Spencer, he we all know that Phil Spencer knows these things, you know? Yeah. No, you seem right. to have a thought. Oh, no, it's just it's funny. Like it's the competitors are who has the most money, really, to do whatever they want. True. Right. That's so that's true. Microsoft is huge. Right. Oh, my goodness. In comparison to Sony. But Amazon and Google are right there also. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so. There's a, you know, there's a group of companies who basically can, you know, if they want to buy $7 billion worth of gaming companies, just, you know, snap your finger yeah. and make it happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, now you have all these exclusives. Yeah. Things like that, they can make happen. So, I don't know. Well, it just really comes down to how focused these big companies are mm-hmm. on making a cloud-based platform. I mean, yeah, you can develop something. You can design mm-hmm. it and mm-hmm. make it function. But do you have the right marketing strategy? Do you have the right pricing strategy? Yeah. Um, this has been these these types of services have actually been around for a long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like uh, the Ouya. Do you remember uh, Game Tap? I that actually was an old. I actually don't. I can't remember that. It one. was an old service brought to you by Turner. You know, like oh, Turner. Really? Network, the Turner Network. Ted Turner. Yeah, like mm-hmm. TBS where and you all would them. Subscribe on a monthly basis and you could play games that you would download like a, an, a, an app on your computer. Yeah. This is before they were called apps, I think, yeah. <laughs> but, but you would download a piece of software, mm-hmm. the game tap client, and then you would have access to these classic like arcade games and they would emulate and they would have little mm-hmm. information about it and you would pay a subscription. It was, it was ahead of its time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and because it was, these are all small types of games. You, you weren't having, to like you weren't streaming them off over the cloud, right? You yeah. Would, mm-hmm. You were playing them locally, but it's the same idea. Um, and now we we at least can make it happen where you're actually playing it on somebody else's giant computers over the internet. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it's so abs- it's happening. I think yeah. I think people are very obviously Amazon's taking it seriously. Google's mm-hmm. Google like. I don't know how seriously they took it. I mean, they they developed mm-hmm. the technology, but they seem to have dropped the ball everywhere else. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We have a we have a friend of the show, uh, Brian McGinnis uh, of Playable Characters Podcast. He also goes to LA Retro. Uh, you might have run into him every now and again. Okay. Um, big Stadia fan, like massive Stadia fan. He, yeah. Yeah. He he's always exist. Co- yeah, <laughs> uh, he came on the show uh, the first time to talk about why Stadia will be the best ever. And he's still to this day, he's yeah. still playing Stadia as if it's like 
the greatest thing. Now that Luna's coming out, I have to imagine that Stadia is just going to be like trumps. Like, yeah. Basically, what Luna is to Stadia is PlayStation to Xbox. I'm just saying that right now. But, except, yeah, except that Stadia, I don't think is anything. They're they're success was anything to brag about really i don't yeah, know how big their true. customer base is yeah i mean xbox we know they're doing pretty well like okay mm-hmm. they're not yeah they're not number one this time around but they're hanging in there like certainly not they haven't yeah. embarrassed themselves they're mm-hmm. selling they're selling boxes media i mean you're okay we got one guy we, we got one guy <laughs> we got one from long um, island too all right well <laughs> we won't hold that against them <laughs> uh I don't know. Like, it doesn't seem... I think the main problem with Stadia... I mean, mm. we're not exactly on topic here, but I think the main problem with Stadia is that they are their whole way of purchasing the games is all crazy. Like, people don't want to buy games over the, of the cloud. Yeah. yeah. Maybe they'll play them over the cloud if yeah. you can pay 10 bucks a month. Mm. But, like, would you... Inv- it's like you're investing in, like, that the system is going to be around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to pay $60 for a game and you may be out of business in six months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's happening then? Like Google's writing me a check or something? Like, yeah. I don't know. I think the problem with Stadia and going into that pricing thing, and this, I'm, I'm kind of like segueing it back into traditional yeah, consoles. Um, but the problem with Stadia is that it's trying to treat itself like a traditional console when mm-hmm. in all actuality, yes. if this really is the last console generation, we need a shift in how the pricing matches. And when you have a new platform like Stadia or like Luna or mm-hmm. xCloud, but you're still treating yourself like a tr- traditional console, that's why it doesn't work because yeah. it's in two different universes Yeah, and you can't divide yourself. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But and, that, and that's the thing is that's why is this the most believable generation? And we're kind of on this topic right now. Why is this yeah. most believable generation to be the last one? And I think with all of these uh, coming out, right, especially with Game Pass just dominating mm-hmm. the force of, of this kind of service, yeah. xCloud, uh, eh, you know, xCloud, it exists. I don't know if people are enjoying it. I'm hearing mixed reviews about it. Uh, Cheapy, have you heard anything about it? About xCloud? Yeah, I've heard like mixed stuff. I've heard that it works. Yeah, that's what I mean. Um, That's nice. But (laughs) you guys, I mean, like Liz, do you need to play games outside of your house? I mean, like I barely play games in my house, (laughs) let alone outside my house. Right, right. I mean, you guys seem pretty busy to me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like probably just to be able to play the games at home is is a luxury and have the time and the energy to do it. Like, so you have to ask, like, who yeah. is this service for, really? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I'm yeah. lucky. Like, I have the games here right behind me. I can play them. But, like, if I'm not home, I'm probably, like, mm-hmm. driving somewhere. Yeah. I'm not going to be playing. Or I am i don't need to be playing everywhere. I could mm-hmm. read a book on the train. Mm-hmm. I could do a lot of things. Well, let me so argue. I have no interest in this service. Mm-hmm. Personally. I'm, like, interested in the technology. Like, I think right. it's cool. And, yeah. Um, and... Mm-hmm. In a way, it's just a test of, like, I'm not even sure xCloud is going off your Xbox. Like, if, uh, if I'm doing Project xCloud and I'm playing on a tablet, I is it think... running off my Xbox? It's running off their Xbox somewhere. It just knows <laughs> that I have a game. I have this game checked off, like, in my library. Yeah. And it's sending, like... I haven't put too much research into it just because, again, I'm not one of the clientele. Mm-hmm. But I think it's... 
originally going to be playing off of your Xbox. And then once the beta comes out, I think we're out of beta now. And I think it's the official launch. Now it's running off of their Xbox back in Seattle. You know, some big Xbox, some giant Xbox. Some gi- well, that's why they well, made the Series, series X. X. Yeah, the Series <laughs> X is just a tower. <laughs> There's people that's like, you know, it's like 30 stories tall. Mm-hmm. They have a nice parking lot. Well, here's um, here's the one thing I do want to argue, yeah. and I know you're not the clientele. I'm not the clientele for this cloud yeah. service, and that's why I think this might be the last of the traditional consoles because we're into a new generation of mm-hmm. media consumption, right? Uh, it, it, like what you were arguing, Cheapy, that's, you know, I don't really play my games outside of my house because I have a full-time job. I'm doing a podcast. Yeah. Uh, you know, I have to rescue puppies off the streets. Who knows? What? Who knows what I'm doing on my off time? But uh, I, I'm too busy puppies, to be. Huh? You're so yeah. strange. I don't know. They, anyway. Anyways. But <laughs> I'm not the clientele. But then again, I'm not, you know, a Gen Z person. Yeah. Right. I was going to say that, like, our old youth group kids, mm-hmm. like, they used to bring their games to church and... Also, a former youth pastor. Uh, preface there. Go. Yes. Yeah. So, but like they used to bring them to church and play while their parents talked after church or before church or yeah. be- between Sunday school and before youth groups start. Like they always had like a switch with them or mm-hmm. something with them. So like that's what I was thinking when Chief was saying like how he's busy. He's usually doing things like, all right, but what are your kids doing when you're doing the driving? Yeah. How's your, how's your son doing media consumption? I got to say, like, it's it's very difficult. It's mostly, like, I, we, I mean, I don't let him put games on his phone. Right. Mm-hmm. So, that's, so that's one thing that I can lock down. However, just even just the draw of the text messaging to the mm-hmm. friends. Like, if I want his phone, like, I walk by his phone, mm-hmm. just sit, like it's charging. The screen is just, like, yeah. lighting up, mm-hmm. lighting up, lighting up. Because all these group chats and everything, it's just, like, nonstop. So we have to, you know, you got to lock it down. Otherwise, there's nothing, yeah. especially during this time where you're doing virtual learning half mm-hmm. the week. Yeah. There's no, because normally when the kids are in school, they, the phone, at least in, in, in Thai school. Yeah. The phone is not allowed to come out during the school day. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to, it's got to stay in the locker and that's it. Yeah. Um, now you're at home, like, mm-hmm. hell, forget about the phone. You, can, <laughs> you have a whole other computer open on the desk. Yeah. Yeah. Playing games. Like every, so it's, it's very difficult. So, however, that being said, mm. maybe these kids don't really even need to be playing the games everywhere because they have social media and that, True. like, the draw of that is so strong. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. know. Like, if you give a lot of kids, I feel like, Give them, give them like a phone with Twitter and whatever the kids are. TikTok, sorry, Twitter. Is like yeah. <laughs> TikTok, and if TikTok is still allowed in this country, TikTok and yeah. um, Instagram. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's plenty. That like it's you know occupying yeah. their time. Like not fine, but mm-hmm. occupying their time. Yeah, I don't know that they're looking for this. That's it's true. really I feel like the most hardcore mm-hmm. gamers the streaming type of situation. And I think that's what these companies are trying to go after is the next generation. But like you had just said, is that I don't think they're actually looking for that, but they're trying any sort of way because Mm -hmm. the more we grow older, and it's funny to say, right, when, you know, people my age, you know, I'm nearing 30 in in January. It's just like, oh man, you're still playing video games at 30. It's just, yeah, my generation. I'm also nearing 30. You are. You're you're only 28 though. 
right? <laughs> a little bit younger than me. Uh, <laughs> uh, but that's the thing. Is that like, oh, you're this old and you're still playing video games. It's like That's what our generation did. Mm-hmm. Like we grew up with video games and yeah. now our generation is going to continue to follow video games where the, the next generation I think that's why we're seeing an end yeah. traditional consoles because they're trying to see what Gen Z's doing. And mm-hmm. really, the people who are actually gaming are gaming on their traditional consoles. Yeah. And it's just an yeah. odd transition. It's like people, it's like no one really knows what to do right now. And they're just like feeling out what's working and what's not. Exactly. And it's just, it's a it's an odd mix of who's the actual market for video games as you know, a yeah. topic. It's right? like this is like the testing generation. It really is. I'm like, not even. This sh- is the generation of consoles where we're gonna see. All right, this is defining. Mm-hmm. Is this gonna work? Are we gonna do it all online, or are we gonna keep making consoles? Like this is what it's gonna be. So I got another parenting question for Cheapy, right? Um, <laughs> these are good because these, like, I feel like I'm. I'm not qualified to talk about a lot. <laughs> I feel like that's one of my, that's on my short list. Yeah, right. Because I'm a parent, and at least I, you know, like you can't deny that I'm a parent. Like there you go. Yeah. That's I a mean, fact. Chippy, you shouldn't sell yourself so short. I mean, you're tall enough as it is. That's horrible. I'm hanging. How long <laughs> were you holding on to that joke? I just thought you of got it. Got a whole list of bad tall jokes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Let's not look at my notes, Chippy. Let's just let's just uh, let's just move on to this question here. Um, yeah, you can do it. <laughs> but. Uh, Chibi, as someone who's grown up in, you know, I would say the early 2000s, you, you were born in the 90s, I'm assuming. Um, and, <laughs> the 90s. But in your childhood, the way you yes. looked forward to video games, the way you looked forward to uh, video game consoles, mm-hmm. comparison yeah. to how Ty uh, looks forward to video games, how would you say that compares with your generation and Ty's generation? So... For me, it's not even well. For when I was growing up, it's, everything was in magazines. So you would read about the games in yeah. magazines, mm-hmm. and it's like that's when the new game that you like, and you don't really not following the release dates that closely because mm-hmm. you bought you got this magazine right with the information, mm-hmm. and yeah. you put it over there, mm-hmm. and you sort of forget about it. And maybe yeah. you'll go back and check to see when that game's coming out, but maybe you'll just never read that magazine again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not there's not like a bombardment of marketing coming at you in terms of actual like paid marketing and also yeah. you mm-hmm. know blogs and things like that um so yeah it was basically that and also because the arcade scene was so big then yeah we were basically just waiting for the arcade games to get turned into home games yeah, yeah. because that's what we were playing and we're like okay like this game would be great at home. This game would be great at home. Like just, we're just waiting. Mm -hmm. Um, And then like, as I got older, I'm reading like, uh, you know, a lot of game previews, Mm. you know, before there was a lot of video content. Yeah. You're just reading every few months. There'd be an update about a game. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe there'd be some screenshots, uh, but there'd be a lot of text. Yeah. And this guy was, got access to a game. Um, And that's still, true today but mm-hmm. i think for the most part people today are watching videos uh you know yeah. on twitch or on youtube or just tra- you know trailers or streamers or mm-hmm. content creators whatever you want to call it yeah um but i find personally that i don't like to even read much about the games before i play them if they're like story based games Same. Yeah, or games. yeah 
because there's spoilers even in the not even just like story spoilers but a lot of times like the gameplay aspects are spoilerish mm -hmm. like if you're going to acquire a certain ability later that's going to change the game mm -hmm. yeah you may not want to read about that before you play the game mm -hmm. yeah exactly and i don't think you read don't you notice like in pre in, in previews you learn about that stuff and yeah. in reviews you learn about mm -hmm. that stuff yeah it's almost like reading a movie review before you go see the movie. Mm -hmm. like maybe it, yeah. you don't need all that information. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. maybe just the last paragraph is enough. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so now I don't really do, I don't, I really just get the basic information or, you know, basically just go to E3. Yeah. So you get the yeah. presentation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's it. You get the marketing bits and then you wait till the game comes out. Yeah. Dang. And would you say like, Ty has any sort of interest in any sort of video game other than, uh, you know, Fortnite, Roblox, and Minecraft. Like, we'll, we'll just like take those out. But I will tell you what the hotness is right now in middle school. Is mm -hmm. it you know, with that new hot? It's the new hot. It's the new slash old hotness. Uh, Friday Night's Freddy. No. Among Us. Really? Oh, yeah. That, that's becoming like a big deal right now. Very big deal. Yeah. And. There's a game that I believe you can play in your browser uh, because he's playing it on a Chromebook and I don't know how he got that. Running. I think so. Yeah, it's it's becoming such a hot hit and I, I haven't yeah. played it yet and I've seen videos of it and I think it's an older game. It's been out yeah. for a couple of years and I'm just but like catching on now because of streamers. Yeah, true. Mm. And that's the thing is that I think streamers really do promote that sort of hype for a game. Much mm -hmm. like, well, that, that really goes into, you know, how Gen Z kind of works. You know, they're watching videos, they're watching favorite uh, Twitch streamers, right? Mm -hmm. uh, Twitch is becoming a huge thing. Mixer, rest in peace. <laughs> but uh, that's just it, is that it, it. The media consumption even of itself, right, to even yeah. get excited for video games has mm -hmm. changed. Like what you yeah, said. a lot. Yeah. Back in, back in you know, the, the I was going to say back in your day. I'm sorry. But the, the, well, okay. yeah, he's Fine. in he's it's in the TV monitor. He can't punch me. Thank but, you. <laughs> um, but that's the thing is that back when uh, when you were playing in arcades, you were excited to play it on your home console. Mm -hmm. Now you watch a Twitch streamer and you can't wait to play it for yourself because it's available right there and then. Yeah. Especially with um, I didn't look into if Luna. I saw it was Twitch enabled, right? They, if I had to bet, if I was a betting man, yeah. I'm going to bet that mm. this thing was developed completely independently of Twitch. With really? Very little like interaction between between I could be wrong. I don't have any information. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Inside information. I'm just totally guessing mm -hmm. based on what I know about large companies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that they just developed these things completely independent of each other. Maybe like a guy checked in once in a while, mm -hmm. but I'm gonna expect like nothing <laughs> at yeah. launch and yeah. maybe they figure out some good stuff to put in. Because, yes, I mean, I think that would be a great selling point because, I mean, personally, I've, I've come to really, like, spend a lot of time watching Twitch over mm -hmm. the last, over this pandemic, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I find it very entertaining. And I and strangely enough, the channels that I watch the least are people playing video games. Hmm. I yeah, because like, I always, uh, really I always see your uh, Twitch raids uh, over on uh, CADCast. If you're not listening to CADCast, I don't know why you're not. I don't know why you're listening to this podcast when you could be listening to CADCast. What are you doing with your life? Turn this off right now. Turn <laughs> this off. Go go for our own CADCast, idiot. But uh, on yours, you, you always, you know, raid different Twitch streams and you've mentioned, you know, a heavy metal guitarist. You've met her, you've mentioned um, a newspaper 
what was the guy? A, a, a courier. You mentioned a, a courier. Oh, he, yeah, he de- he's a um, he delivers food. He, he delivers, delivers food. A, he's like an mm-hmm. Uber Eats uh, bike messenger in Manhattan. Yeah, and he's on Twitch. So there's more than just games on Twitch, right? Yeah. Uh, which is they uh, call those IRL streamers. I learned. IRL streamers, okay. Yeah, in real I'm not, life. I'm not Sound s- like my type of Switch. Uh, yeah, probably. Twitch. You're a Twitch, yeah. Whatever. Your type of Switch is a there, Switch Lite. There's just yeah. a lot of really creative people out there that have found uh, interesting things. to you know they, They've put their creativity to really good use and basically turned their ha- homes into broadcast studios yeah. Yeah. and are using it to showcase their talents. In some yeah. case, the actual production is the talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, because mm-hmm. it's just so advanced, and I don't know if you ever watched the Sushi Dragon. I know you've mentioned him many, many times. It's and just it unbelievable. Happens. This guy's got like a—he's got like a cloud of servers in his basement, and he's daisy chained them together to make magic, basically. Anyway, I don't even. But the point is, yes, if <laughs> Amazon could put Twitch into Luna somehow yes. and make mm-hmm. it—I don't know what the integration would be. Yeah, that would be like, oh my gosh, this is really cool. Mm-hmm. But you think that's a that's a very big opportunity. It's a mm-hmm. huge opportunity because Twitch is you know becoming massive at this point. Yeah. Uh, and now Ninja's back on Twitch, so you know oh. all all's well as ends well. I'm sure you'd like that they would love to sell Amazon Luna to all the people who are on watching Twitch. Which yeah, a lot yeah. Of people. Uh, did Shroud get back on Twitch? I don't know if I heard that. Shroud, I don't, I don't watch these. Those, those are the guys I don't watch. Yeah, like, I couldn't pick these guys out of a police lineup. Oh, I don't care about it either. I, I just... recognize the skill, but like, yeah, exactly. I, yeah, like you know, I don't watch basketball either, and I know these guys are good. Like, mm-hmm. but it's like, man, okay, <laughs> shipwreck would be ashamed. But here we are watching, yeah. uh, watching Uber Eats instead of basketball. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, let me ask you this, right? And we've, we've kind of touched base on this, right? Uh, now that we've kind of established that the next generation of, you know, the console wars is really actually streaming, right? Mm-hmm. Streaming games. Do we think that because this will be an untapped market for people in our age group here, because we're all in the same age here, all right on this table here, uh, do we think that there's going to be a next contender for the next co- big console? Because I got to ask, where did Madbox go? What 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 happened huh? to Ian Bell? Where where where'd that go? I don't I understand. Madbox, right? All about that. Yeah, Chippy, uh, you remember the Madbox? Yeah, the last time I I mean I haven't read about it for a long time. And mm-hmm. when you put when you sent me the outline in the show notes, I was like, oh yeah, Madbox. Yeah, <laughs> same. I was like, oh, I forgot. I wrote about that, that. I wrote that passionately. Like, what happened to that? <laughs> <laughs> Um, because Ian Bell was just so excited to get into mm-hmm. the console wars. And interestingly enough, I believe he also had a stream box. Yeah. I don't think, I don't oh, think. Oh yeah, he might have. I, if I remember correctly, he was downloads only as well. Uh, and, I don't remember. Mm-hmm, I can't quite remember. Well, I don't really remember yesterday, so. That is true. <laughs> I'm not I... really reliable. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Cheapy, I don't know if you remember anything from that. About the Madbox? Yeah. No, because I don't think that would... I When I heard about it, I said, oh, that's never going to happen. And it never did. <laughs> First thing there I heard about, thought about when I read that. Like, why? Why? And like, no. Yeah. No <laughs> one's going to... No. Yeah. Why and um, no. Yeah. You're not Amazon. You make, you know, car racing games that mm-hmm. are... I'm yeah. sure they do great. I'm sure it's a great business for you guys. Yeah. Project Cars it's is fine. not the same thing as putting out 
uh, a console that and they and the whole point was it was supposed to it wasn't supposed to play like mm-hmm. retro games or anything like that it was supposed to play like new generation modern yeah. games yeah it's not like putting out the an intellivision amico which is you mm-hmm. can see like all right yeah. maybe you could convince some people to buy this based on nostalgia and it's and he didn't even expensive he didn't even want exclusives on it, which was the the most crazy part of it. It's like yeah, it's the, like not even your own games. Yeah, you don't even want to make those exclusive. Yeah. I'm like, eh. But like like what Cheapy said, you know what he says, it happens. It's not going to happen. Yeah. So Cheapy made right. it so. But now, if it was like you know Nvidia, yeah. Oh yeah, someone mm-hmm. like that. I mean, because they've dabbled and they still they still have products in the market i don't know if you mm-hmm. would consider it a console yeah but you know you also we're talking about you know consoles like what's the difference between an xbox mm-hmm. series x and you know like a what do i want to say like i mean an xbox, yeah. an xbox series x is a computer okay Let's, yeah they're calling it a console okay yeah. but even the design of it, you know, it, it looks like a look piece of design tower. of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're not. They spend these companies spend so much time and money on mm-hmm. the design of it. It's not like they just said like, "Hey, let's make it a box. It's easy. It's cool." Like, yeah, mm-hmm. these guys sat around a table and said, "Okay, what do you think of when you look at this box?" Like, you know, and everyone, yeah, yeah. focus groups, everything, yeah. and. I don't know about you guys, but when I look at that thing, I think, oh, like that looks like a computer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically like a tower, like a yeah. tower computer. Yeah, exactly. So that's not an accident. They want you to sort of think about that. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. no explanation. Like they, if they didn't want you to think about that, they wouldn't have made it look like that. Yeah. 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 And I think that's where you want you to go is that, mm-hmm. listen, the, this is going to be the transition into traditional consoles, into something more of a computer that you get to be on. Uh, now, here's a one problem, though. Uh, you, you mentioned that it looks like a PC tower because of all these focus groups. Now, why, may I ask, um, why why does the PlayStation 5 look at, like an inside-out ice cream does, sandwich? It looks awesome. No. <laughs> it reminds me of Oreos. A melted ice cream sandwich. <laughs> you know, when they, they, you know, you keep you they melt and they just like ooze out the side. <laughs> yes, it's like really gross. Oh my goodness, it's just an oozed out ice cream sandwich. And focus group said yes. Yes. Oh my gosh, I'm so hungry now. <laughs> That's all you. Now, think. like, do you think about it? Do you think when you look at a PlayStation Five, do you think like that looks like a console? I don't you, know what I think that looks like. You know what it looks like, and and a lot of memes have come out about this. It looks like a modem. Like it can look like a modem oh, or a true. router, right? It, sure. it, it Except looks it's gigantic. It's massive. It is. <laughs> yeah, it's a monolith. Like, let's be honest. It, it looks like one of those um, uh, scanners at the grocery stores now. I feel like, yeah, like Microsoft the, wants. Oh, <laughs> the scanners. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. That one. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like Microsoft wants you to think when you think gaming, think PC. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, even on Xbox, like don't think, don't not think PC. Mm-hmm. Sony wants you to think console. Yeah. yeah. Sony doesn't have like these subscri- I mean, they have they haven't put as much effort into their yeah. subscription services and their mm-hmm. like their relationship between mm-hmm. PC. Yeah, they've released a few of their first party games on PC. It's sort of just yeah. started to do that. Like they're like dipping their toes in while Microsoft is like, let's go on the PC, play <laughs> exactly. Here. Whatever. So I think this is a good time now that we're halfway through it. And we're actually on the subject of 
this generation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I asked you all on, on social media. It's social media time, everybody. Woo-hoo. Wow. That garbage of a site, social media in of itself. Uh, I asked you on Twitter, Instagram, uh, follow us on Twitter at Gaming Groceries or on Instagram, Gaming Groceries, all one word. And I will ask you a question about the show and I want to get your feedback. So I asked you, will this be the final console generation? And uh, the greatest story ever played podcast wrote, I think this will be the last Xbox generation, but Mm. PlayStation and Nintendo will continue. I think Xbox will switch to a service and Game Pass will be available on everything. Uh, Well, you can talk about that. Uh, PlayStation will be the standard console while Nintendo will be the unique console. Mm. So that's the first comments. And and I think he's onto something there. Yeah. And Game Pass has it's it's trying to get on iOS. It's it's doing its best. It's not going to happen, but it's doing its best. It's cute. But it's not going to happen. Uh, but, Chibi, what do you think of that? That's, this will be the act, last Xbox generation. I actually, I like his thinking because, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how he came came up with that, but you feel like, in a way, the Japanese companies want to drag their feet a little bit, mm-hmm. especially Nintendo, right? Nintendo is going to Nintendo. They've got a great business mm-hmm. here. We sell this box. Mm-hmm. Is, you know, and we can sell it in a lot of different colors. And then like yes. six months from now, we'll put a Pokemon on it and <laughs> it's the same box, but it's got Pokemon on it. And maybe yeah. the guy who bought one six months ago is also going to buy this Pokemon one. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It seems like they really like that business and yeah. it's working out for them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so they, they want to sell you, you know, like Nintendo probably, you know, makes money on their hardware probably. Oh yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Like the other companies don't mm-hmm. pretty much know that. I mean, eventually, as the the cycle gets to the end, they figure out they can make more. They can make yeah. money, um, or at least lose less. <laughs> Nintendo, they want to sell. They want to sell hardware. They've always wanted to sell hardware. Yeah, exactly. And so yeah, I feel like if if it's a if it's a race to it, mm-hmm. Nintendo's going to be dragging their feet. Like no, no. Yeah. Um, and Sony probably, you know. To a lesser extent, the same thing is true. They're, they may be seeing the success that Microsoft's having with their mm-hmm. Game Pass service and begrudgingly saying, all right, maybe we need to invest more in our own services and try to mm-hmm. get some bigger games on there to entice people to subscribe. So yeah. I, I, I just thought of something to ask you. As someone who's uh, spent a lot of time in Japan, who's, you know, uh, really dives deep into the Japanese culture, but you also, <laughs> but you also live in uh, one of the worst places to live in America, Long Island, uh, where everybody can't walk under the the speed limit of thirty five miles per hour just walking. But uh, <laughs> let me ask you: uh, with Xbox, like you know, Xbox and Amazon, right? Mm-hmm. Both of these are more American companies, especially Xbox being Seattle. They focus more on Western RPGs. Uh, and uh, Nintendo and uh, PlayStation, of course, focusing more on the Japanese market. Now, would you agree or disagree that because America, right, is just so uh, like very much so on like, let's go, let's move, let's let's go on to the next stage. Very, very mm-hmm. um, non-traditional. Like it's just let's move forward. Whereas mm-hmm. Japanese culture is very more traditional. It it likes to enjoy its time. It it does uh, put its roots deep into it. Uh, would you agree or disagree or would you add something more to that? I would say that as far as, you know, I've, like I'm just a big white guy. I lived in Japan for nine years. I'm not like, I'm not Japanese. Yeah. I, you know, I, I 
married a Japanese person and I made a half a Japanese person. Other <laughs> than that, I don't have any expertise. But what I will say, and you know, with some, uh, you know, with some firsthand knowledge, that mm -hmm. Japanese people are great consumers. They're mm. great customers. Yeah, and maybe there is a preference for Japanese-made products. Mm. Maybe that's true. However, if you have a great product, it could be from Croatia. It doesn't matter yeah. where mm -hmm. it's from. Yeah. The Japanese people will find out about it mm -hmm. and they will buy it. Yeah. Look yeah. at the iPhone. The iPhone came out and I remember I was living in Japan at the time and like smartphones were just sort of happening in America mm -hmm. and they were they were just very slowly coming to Japan like the the first smartphones. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because Japanese already had like very advanced flip phones. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And they just, okay, these new smartphones, they're like, they're pretty good, but like, they're not great. Like, they're, yeah. they're okay. They have like a keyboard. That's kind of cool. But Japanese people are really good with the, they have a whole system with the, you know, typing with the, the regular number mm. pad. Yeah. It, it's a very computerized and it goes very quickly. So it, no, the keyboard meant nothing to them. Mm. Yeah. However, the iPhone came out and, People saw it and they're like, wow, this is actually like, this hmm. is a computer like that I'm carrying in my pocket. You know, it's basically, hmm. and people found out about it and guess, and I remember all the articles came out said, here's why the iPhone's going to fail in Japan. And it was all like some nationalistic bullshit. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. eventually they bought it huh. because mm -hmm. it was good. Yeah. And the X, the, so the Xbox, you know, I was there for the, when the Xbox 360 came out. Yeah. And, and Microsoft tried really hard to, to push that through in Japan. They've spent a lot of money. They, they, everything, they tried to get the games, they tried everything. At the end of the day, it was a, it was a good system. Mm -hmm. Was it like better than the PlayStation? Mm. Not really. Mm -hmm. It was maybe, maybe like almost as good in terms of like the library available for Japanese people. Right. You could argue that the hardware was as good, but you know certainly the library was not as good. Mm. Mm -hmm. So Japanese people ignored it because, mm. you know, they already yeah. like I, they already had like I would use a baseball analogy like they have you know they have the Yankees like they don't need <laughs> you know they don't need like they have the Yankees and the Mets they have Nintendo yeah and they have Sony they yeah. don't need another baseball team I was I was about yeah. to say like if you just you know? say like oh they don't need something crappy like the Phillies I would have been like and eh, we're ending the call here <laughs> have a good night <laughs> but like look if a new New York baseball team was coming let's say um, Buffalo was having a yeah. team and they had like something like that were really well funded and they got mm -hmm. like all these great players and they were awesome yeah like people were like go Buffalo right like yeah. Mm -hmm. Same thing, like in Japan. If Xbox came like kicking at, like people would buy it. So yeah, if you build a great product, yeah, most of the time people will find it, no matter where you know what part yeah. of the world they're living in. So what it sounds like to me is that the Japanese market is a lot more intentional of what they buy in terms of it doesn't. Oh wow, it makes me feel really cool, but they're very intentional in terms of is this a good product? I think they're really in informed. Like yeah. You know, and you know why? Why take a risk on a product that it might be as good as the PlayStation? I know mm. the PlayStation is like right here. Yeah, this mm. product maybe is you know, you know, and not you know, almost as good. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Like why? Why would I? I have limited room in my little Japanese apartment. Like I'm not, not lining up apart, lining up consoles, and I'm not made of money. Mm -hmm. 
So gonna they're gonna people are gonna go with the safe safe choice. Yeah. Let me read the uh last comment that we have. So this is kind of like a piggyback off of what yeah. uh greatest story ever played. What's up, Dan, by the way? Um and she's uh this is Acumander Nikki who says, I agreed with uh Story Ever Pod. Uh she says that I think Nintendo will stay forever. And and Xbox with all Game Pass stuff will be the last. Uh, I'm not sure though about PlayStation. Maybe it'll be the last two, mm-hmm. or name something different because the PlayStation uh, PS6 won't look good in the logo font, in my opinion. <laughs> I think they can make it work. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I don't know. I think they can make it work, but uh, that is true. That PlayStation is kind of the wild card in this whole. Mm-hmm. Is this the last generation? Because Xbox, I feel like, has taken a step out yeah. in terms of especially with a Zenimax deal. They mm-hmm. they just said with this 7.5 billion dollar they said this is game pass this is what we're sticking to. Yeah. Get used to it. Yeah. Whereas Nintendo says uh Breath of the Wild too. <laughs> Everybody. Uh but PlayStation right. is just kind of in that middle yeah. where we're not really sure what they're thinking right now. Mm-hmm. Especially with the digital and the physical edition being the exact same console versus the xbox series x and the s dumb names but that's beyond the point Uh, they're completely different whereas the ps5 both the consoles are the exact same i'm not sure what ps you know ps is thinking (laughs) sony yeah uh what do you think gp i think sony in their mind like sony's made some moves to sort of transition to their digital storefront yeah remember they pulled all the like the individual game cards out of stores they don't sell those anymore i saw your tweet about that yeah yeah you know you go to target and you can buy you know money for your playstation wallet Mm -hmm. but you can't go buy call of duty on a card and then redeem the card yeah the game um so they really want people to just buy the games through their store yeah yeah and I think they're in a way. This is a, a way for them to have a you know a lower price console mm. and attempt to lock people in the to their store. Mm. The problem is like the retailers aren't too excited about that. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, like how does that help us? We're selling this thing. We're not probably not making any money on it, and it's taking up space in our store. And people can't buy. We're we're selling you the razor blade handles, but you know you can't. We're not selling the razor blades. Like what's yeah what yeah. Um and so I think that's the that's the bigger problem. Mm-hmm. Sony could always sell these uh, through their website if they really wanted to, and set up some sort of like major distribution and just sell mm-hmm. it themselves if they really want to be aggressive. But I think it's risky to alienate your retail partners even today when people are buying stuff online and you still have to keep the online retailers happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure Sony would love to have not even sold you uh, one with a disc drive at all. Like they had their yeah. way, like yeah. no disc drive. And that's why um, kind I, of against their message of yeah. from last go around, right? Here's the disc. Yeah. <laughs> like <big> discs. <laughs> it's, it is very interesting to say that like with PlayStation's model, it's like, it's the exact same console, exact yeah. same, and it's a hundred dollars cheaper. You're not going to get anything different, unlike Xbox, which right. is odd because of the Game Pass. But it is their market where it's saying like you're going to get the same exact one, but do you want to save a hundred bucks and just go through our storefront? Mm-hmm. And it's just wild. I think the real 
the the now that I think about it, the real incentive for Sony to do something like that is just to say that there is the possibility that you could buy a PlayStation Five for four hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, opposed mm-hmm. to there just being one. The reality is that they're not making very many of these in comparison to the five hundred dollar model. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, in theory, you could get one of these, but. You better have been quick on that on, with all your yeah. browser tabs because there just were not very many of those. Yeah. Like, it really, like, not very many. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to quickly ask you before we go into our closing thoughts here. Um, you know, I, I the first time I met you was in Retro Long Island, right? We, we go to the Retro Expo Long Island. Um, rest in peace for now. But uh, I did it online this year. Yeah. Di- yeah. I, you know, I was there. I, I saw I you. Saw 15. you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I saw you in the chat. Yeah. I, I'm hard to miss because I'm a pineapple. But uh, I do want to ask you about the retro community just for a, for a hot second before I go into closing thoughts. Uh, with, uh, with this being the last console generation, you know, maybe, who knows, and a lot of things going into streaming, what is this going to do for the retro community in the next 10, 15, 20 mm-hmm. years? Do you think there's going to be a retro community? in this generation or is it going to stop at the xbox 360 let's say well there's certainly a lot of years of video game consoles that people can still collect yes play or not play as the collectors do (laughs) um i think you know like anything else you have a can have a long rich history of something and then some technological shift happens and there's just no more physical tchotchkes anymore it's just Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, everything's on a screen. It's just video, and um, but you know, I think I don't think that's really a big deal. I think there's been so many consoles. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. think I don't think that a retro collector or enthusiast is going to run out of things to investigate. Yeah, uh, they'll run out of money before they run out of. Uh, yeah. consoles and games to investigate <laughs> mm-hmm. or things that they could buy um because that's basically what yeah. you're asking right it's like what are these people gonna buy yeah <laughs> yeah that is <laughs> true spend their money on um, i think more of well like, they could you know way in the future when like yeah the, when like the streaming ends yeah they can collect the just the controllers that you have to get that's true. They that. can they can collect the Luna controllers. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Limited edition controllers. <laughs> and I think um, even more to uh, game preservation. Even um, I, I know we we definitely uh, we we once had a conversation with Limited Run Games about game preservation. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, actually, no, we talked to Eon Gaming. We talked to Limited Run Games about something else. I'm getting my my things mixed up. Anyways, the the point being. Uh, <laughs> I, I guess I, I am asking more of like game preservation. Do we think that new games coming out, they're not going to be preserved in the same light as say retro games mm-hmm. of now, like, you know, we even going right. to a television. And I think that's going to be the real issue with streaming games is preservation yeah. of history. But it's a hard question to answer uh, because we are not 20 years in the future. Yeah. We're not 30 years in the future. We don't know what's going to be, but I think the that's going to be the hardest part in terms of retro gaming community. Also buying it, and if we go to these retro expos, Chibi's right that you're going to run out of money before you. Oh find. yeah, oh. they're so expensive. Right. There's a lot of stuff to buy. Yeah, to the 
expo this year. I know. I hope there is. You know, wear your mask, people. Maybe it can happen if you just wear your mask, unlike people in totally. Lancaster County. I'm going to be a pessimist totally. and say it's probably not going to happen. Wear your mask. But <laughs> um, I just want to touch on that for a hot second. And uh, I think it's a good time to go into our closing thoughts here. So uh, if this really is, and, and I'll start first. And I like how you look at me right now, Liz. Well, because like, you went like this, but then I didn't have room. So I just went like this. I don't know what to do with my hands. That actually kind of hurts my hands because I have cuts on it. That's Yikes. what you do. You do know what to do. You do this. Yeah. You just go to sleep. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but here's the thing. If this really is going to be the last of traditional consoles, we could be just seeing a transition, a great transition mm -hmm. in gaming history, right? We talked a little bit about arcades into home consoles, mm -hmm. and I want to really even touch on this is just another stage in gaming history where we get mm -hmm. more convenience, right? Yeah. If you want to play a video game back in the days, right, the the, the Stone Ages, the, the dinosaur days where you rode a Tyrannosaurus Rex to school. What? Yuck. But you, you go into those arcades, and that's the only way you can get into video games. Then you got a home console, right? And you have it in your home. Now we're seeing a sort of shift, a transition into even more convenience. Yeah. From a home console into you can play it. Anything. And you can play anything. Pocket console. Yeah. Yeah. While, whilst pooping. Like, what? Why? 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 Because I can. There? Technology. Technology ordered me. I understand me. you can, but why do you have to... Never Phil mind. Spencer specifically what? tweeted me and he said, No, he you did not. He did? You are lying. Cheapy, save us. Uh, what do you think? I don't know the truth. I, I, <laughs> do the... <laughs> I don't know if he, if he tweeted you to poop while playing Halo. I don't know. Uh, Cheapy, closing thoughts. What do, you, what do you think about this? Final consoles, any other thoughts? I think, uh, I think Microsoft seems to be really on this generation and they they're taking everything very seriously yeah i think that they're going to be you know they they see the future uh, that the internet's getting fast enough to do this cloud gaming stuff mm -hmm. and they are trying to time it perfectly right we got this console coming out now by the time this console is getting a little you know long in the tooth yeah transition right to the cloud gaming yeah and do it maybe sooner if depending on mm -hmm. the you know the sooner bit is really all about like when do these parts of the country that don't have good internet get good internet mm -hmm. and then True. It, can, it can expand um but so i think they've they're gonna be the first to to hit that and run mm. uh and i think yeah your feedback from your listeners it was really was really good Nintendo will definitely be the last. Yeah. And mm -hmm. Sony is like, Sony now is just like, yeah, we should probably think about like what we want to do about this whole mm -hmm. console thing. Like, do yeah. we still want to yeah. sell boxes? They could, do we want to make it more of like a stylistic type thing? Like, okay, we don't need to sell you like a, a, a computer and call it something else, you know, mm -hmm. a console, yeah. which is what they all are, obviously. Yeah. But what if we have like a cool like stream box? And it's, you know, it's not $500, it's, a, it's you know, 50 or whatever. And we can make it stylized. Yeah. It's like the Walkman. I don't know, something. Call it the Walkman. The Walkman. That would be great. <laughs> but there's, there's, yeah. They may be hooked, you know, focusing on wanting to sell you a box still because yeah. it kind of works out for them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just like, like Nintendo has figured out. So, man, I think it's going to be interesting. Mm -hmm. I'm excited. See what happens. Man. I'm excited to figure out where I'm going to put my Xbox. 
I, I'm excited. Same. For, I'm excited for Sony to bring back the Walkman. Like, please, Sony, if you're watching this, my goodness. They probably did in Japan. I guarantee you they put out something <laughs> called it the Walkman. It was like an MP3 player or... That'd be great. Something that you're not... A mini disc player or something like that. Yeah. Um, see, like mini disc players didn't catch on in America for some yeah. reason, but they were great. And they've caught on in Japan because they like a good product in Japan. And it was a good product. Sounds great. Man. They knew it. We don't no. know what we want here in America. We're I was going to say, like, shove it down our throats. We'll take it. it I miss my good. MP3 player. Yeah, it was great. I, I was it was like say, this big. Dang. Hell, and I had like forty songs, and it was. Are you great. talking about the Sandisk? No, I just oh. I, I had like this like it lo- it was like the size of a USB drive MP3 player that my dad got for free from work. Jeez, I had and one that loaded was a it with all cube. my songs. It was like a dice, like it was a bigger, really? little bigger than a die. That's it was awesome. A cube and it had a sc- little screen on it and everything. It was awesome. That's amazing. We're getting yeah, so. You plug off your topic. headphones into it. You could swing it around because it was just <laughs> a the cube. So, um, closing thoughts is that we're moving to Japan. All of us, uh, we're getting out of this country. Goodbye. <laughs> we're gonna get that dice uh, MP3 player. Okay, we we got a game plan. Here. Mini disc gotcha. players. Mini disc players. Everybody. Oh, oh, Liz, closing thoughts. <laughs> um, I pretty much one hundred percent agree with the tweet, uh, the social the media, Twitter, answers. yeah, that stuff. Yeah, and cheapy that like, I think Microsoft is definitely going gonna be the first one mm-hmm. to forego it, but I do think that they're, all, I think they're all collectively gonna try and hold on to that. Yeah, box of some sort to mm-hmm. sell you because I think it's going to be a while before they figure out how cost effective it is to get it on your TV in some way. Yeah. But um, I think we'll still have a box of some sort, but to call it a console, I think will be a stretch. Yeah. It's, it's definitely going to be that transition where mm-hmm. I don't think we think they will be called consoles. There might be a box, but will we a define receiver. it? As, yeah. It'll be a receiver. Mm hmm. It will be interesting to see, much like yeah. a Google Chromecast. Yeah. Would you call that a console? No. It, but it's a little, well, it's not I mean, a that's box. That's how you use it's Stadia. A USB you need drive. a Chromecast. Yeah. You want to use the con- yeah. controller. And you just set your TV on fire TV. because the Chromecast is so hot. Because Brian McGinnis, I'm so sorry, but Stadia is just no more anymore. Just stop stop playing it. Go back to Luna. I don't know what to tell you, man. But uh, yeah, I, yeah, I think this is a good show. I, I, good I, job. I'm glad yeah. you think your own show is good. I'm so proud of you. We're all very proud of you. Thank you, everybody. I'm just I'm just so proud of myself. But before we close out, uh, we want to roll out the red carpet. GPD, how you doing? Where can we follow you? What should we be listening to? Where's your Twitch channel? How much have you pooped in the last two days? What? Just let us know. <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> you should definitely, especially if you're trying to score a new console. Yes, definitely follow Cheap Ass Gamer on Twitter at Video Game Deals is the place you want to go. We're also on Facebook and Instagram. You can look us up there. Um, I'm at GBD on Twitter, but that's just a waste of time, basically. (laughs) Uh, And you can listen to the CADcast. It's available everywhere. You can just Google that and find some place to watch we're on youtube now mm-hmm. you want to see like three white guys <laughs> <laughs> somebody wrote in last week we forgot to read the comments somebody wrote in it was so funny they were like guys can you have another person come on the show like i just you know a, a pretty woman like just to, like show <laughs> up and 
or maybe even like a good looking guy, like just like looking at you guys, like, the, like why even have video? What's the point of the video? Basically, that is so mean. Like, why? Why would I watch this video? Oh my god! And he he had made a lot of good points. Jeez. <laughs> Well, all this to say is that I'm pretty look good looking guy. I don't know. I'm just oh I, my goodness I'm gracious. Just, well, I'm just pointing something out. Anyways, he's trying to get on the show. I think. I, I'm cheapy. <laughs> I, I would never. Maybe. I would never. But you know, if you're just uh, anyways. <laughs> um, <laughs> but definitely check out the Cadcast. I mean, uh, my last point is that cheapy, like big inspiration. You wombat shipwreck. Altogether, this is why I started doing this podcast. Mm-hmm. So it's just amazing that you even awesome. like came onto the show. It's been a blast, man. But uh, and honestly, if you're listening to this podcast, you need to be listening to Cadcast. Don't don't even don't 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 even go to Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan's just <laughs> he's a nobody. Come on, go 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 over to Cheap Ass Gamer. Like that. I watched Joe Rogan. I was not impressed, by the way. Yeah, by the new studio. Yeah, it's. Well, uh, I need Joe Rogan. Really? Uh, yeah, there's there's some. I t- like his little clips sometimes on YouTube. Like they'll have yeah. like like a two minute clip, and I'm like, that's great. But then sometimes like he's just like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he's not that like, engaged with the people he's just sort of like sitting there and he's like my last point to you and Gus and Eddie on the Gus and Eddie podcast they made a great point about the Joe Rogan podcast all of his guests are yes people like and I just noticed that every time I watch it they're they're yes people because this will further their career every time and they of go course, on well I mean, the guy's huge if yeah. you don't yeah. agree with him he's gonna kick your ass right there exactly yeah. <laughs> he's like a gorilla he's dude he's like an MMA yeah. fighter you see that guy <laughs> of course yeah Joe that's a great point so, Joe. Yeah, great point man. yeah totally yeah, 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 yeah. I, don't wear a mask right masks are stupid sure. yeah <laughs> I mean what you say Joe alright <laughs> so the point being is that you shouldn't be listening to Joe Rogan you should be listening to CatCast also games and groceries but also CatCast you know the, uh, you know complimentary um a cheapy day Thank you so much for coming mm-hmm. on. I don't mean to waste more of your time. Uh, you got a family that loves you. We have to feed my family. You have right to feed now. your family. Yeah. I'm about to order a pizza. Oh, snap. Okay. Working hard. I'm Dang. so excited. All right, man. Uh, thanks again for coming on the show. And uh, be it. sure to follow him on Twitter. I know he says it's a waste of time, but go ahead and do it <laughs> yeah. anyway. Uh, definitely follow us on Twitter at Gaming Groceries. Follow us on Instagram. Games and Groceries, all one word. Find us on Facebook, that garbage of a site. And uh, thanks again for listening to this week's episode. I hope to find you next week. Remember to wear your mask for the love of God and be safe out there. Take care. Bye.